0: Uh, They've got another, this will be like the third in a row Revolver World title match between the Rascals Who are really good It's uh, Zachary Wentz used to wrestle for WWE
1: Ooh, yeah Um,
0: Trey Miguel wrestles uh, He's the X Division Championship for Impact right now Hmm. And they're going to be going up uh, Ace Austin and Chris Bay who are Bullet Club members Yeah, 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 yeah Uh, Then Josh Alexander versus Brian Keith Josh Alexander is uh, Impact World Champion Hell yeah Uh, Miyu Yamashita versus Ali Catch, uh, which is one of the ones that I'm really excited to see. Mm-hmm. You'll fall in love with Ali Catch. I can't wait. Yeah, it's it'll be very similar to you and uh, Ruby Soho.
2: Oh, it'll be just love at first sight? Is that what it will be? Yeah. Ooh, it's Ready gonna, for gonna
0: that. be They're having a hoss fight three-way dance. It's going to be the biggest boys. They've got Brian Cage from, uh, have you ever seen Brian Cage? No, hold on, I'm looking up the revolver. He's massive. Um... Crash Jackson who's too much he's, he's a whole lot of dude and Fulton who's like a big Viking guy oh dude hell yeah and there's going to be a married tag team match with Steve Macklin and Diona Brazo versus Speedball Mike Bailey and Veda Scott and so it's going to be, okay. so be married couples
2: that'll be, that'll be fun that, that's a fun match that sounds like a fun match Speedball's really cool he's, he's uh like him already he's got the name of a uh one of my favorite Marvel heroes.
0: And he his he does he does a lot of kicks. Oh well, cool. He, okay. His, his whole thing is kind of like karate martial artist.
2: Oh okay. Yeah. Okay.
0: So yeah. The yeah the oh I'm I'm looking at the
2: the the lineup right now. Yeah the Mary Ta- oh man, those are some huge dudes.
0: Yeah. Those are massive. Some, yeah, he was, I saw him at the the show back in February, and he's a giant. Oh uh, my God. I got to see he's, Josh Alexander wrestle. Um, oh, Aishi, Aishi from New Japan, who the the Stone Pitbull, and he's he's a that was a great match. Oh, like this is just man. they just they continue to put on amazing shows every time I've gone to see revolver they put on amazing shows and the fact that you can get a second row seat for 40 bucks hell yeah yeah i'm way down for that yeah. first row, i wanted to do first row but they, they were already sold out those are only but they're only 60 dollars.
2: that's not bad for first row yeah that's especially really like some bad. of these names
0: like some of the names are that they can get are huge huge mm-hmm. like john moxley yeah. hosted yeah, the john last moxley.
2: one yeah john moxley is fucking huge
0: yeah, it's yeah, I'm excited. I'm really excited to take you to see this one. It's going to be a blast. I am, I am very excited to see it. One hundred percent. I'm always.
2: And yeah, we should. I definitely want to try to go into the more of those and of future greats. Because, again, they do every
0: single Friday. Yeah, I want to see more they, like local promotions, too. Yeah. Uh, like yeah. Revolver is always going to be like special to me because now because it's like I've seen them a couple of times. I'm going to keep seeing mm-hmm. they they come to Dayton like every other month right now, it seems. Mm-hmm.
2: yeah so, the i'm a partial to like I'm, i want to see that and i'm so, so of course partial to fg fgw because my friend ryan who i used to work with uh mm-hmm. he's he's one of their tag teams he's in one yeah, of the we'll teams.
0: we'll have to go down there and see them some oh night yeah soon. yeah and he's the uh, guy
2: who his his friend runs that wrestling school that i've looked
0: at mm-hmm yeah we're going to do it. We're gonna, everybody, we're becoming wrestlers. We're going to become pro wrestling we're, we're stars.
2: We're going to become wrestlers. Who fucking are to
0: the cryptid boys.
2: Dan Housen can do it. He's spooky. <laughs> Dan Housen did it. He's spooky.
0: Anyways, that's you know. that, that's been a long uh, warm was a up. That long warm up. Because it's, it, it's been a while. Yeah, it's been a long time. Sorry, everybody. I got arrested for crime. For joke <laughs> crimes. Uh, After the mommy milker incident, which technically I shouldn't (laughs) even said that, I'm on probation. Oh, no.
2: Yeah, you just broke probation now. So that I might be arrested again. (laughs)
0: Damn it. It was was this perfect storm of you moved. Yes. I got sick for like two weeks. Mm hmm. And I've also been house hunting. Yeah. So it was a a month goes by, two months, certainly.
2: Yeah, it was just this massive storm of life that just kept happening and we it's like because as soon as like i it was like okay i'm in a spot now in the house where like i could record again like nope i'm still sick ah yeah shit. I, I was i was right. sick
0: for, it wasn't covid but it was just it was a cold that refused to go away i've had the yeah i've had those we've all had yes yeah. uh and then yeah i've been house hunting for basically like the last three months since december mm-hmm. but it's and so just that just continues to be time consuming and exhausting but we're Tell back about it we're back we're, con- we're going to continue to be back. We will hopefully not have another surprise but, month-long hiatus. Hopefully not. We will do our absolute best. But yeah, we're going to continue telling you some spooky stories and maybe some not so spooky stories. We'll see. And we'll see. Today might actually be a not
2: so spooky story. Be, but it's really going to be interesting. It's going to be an interesting story nonetheless. It's going to be very the, oh, yeah. different.
0: It's a it's a story that I wouldn't even call it like an obscure legend local legend or anything like that it is mm-hmm. a fairly well-known character yeah uh but people think they know who he is and then they think they think he know who he actually is <laughs> but then there's a whole other layer behind who they think he is who he really hmm. is okay anyways i'm talking about johnny appleseed god johnny see now
2: i don't know about for for any of you for anybody listening I want you to hear that name and then I remember just like picture your head because what I'm picturing in my head when I hear Johnny Appleseed is I picture guy in tall guy for some time. For some reason, he's tall and lanky in my head Mm -hmm. and he's wearing, of course, a pot on his head and he is wearing like he's just overalls. He's not wearing a shirt. He's just wearing overalls. That's, that's honestly it, who I picture He it, it,
0: just overalls and a hat it's, it's very, very interesting So when, you, when you're in elementary school You usually learn about Johnny Appleseed at some point in time Yeah And it's usually, you've got a picture book And the, the, the character you just described features heavily in it And he's just tossing apple seeds everywhere <laughs> Yeah And nobody it. really, like You never get a good explanation as to why he's doing that no, uh, you never he just, did. He wants everybody to be healthy. Is kind of like the vague. That's how they. That's how they like
2: vaguely structured it. It was just like he came. You were taught him when you're taught like American history, and he comes up in the same conversation as Daniel Boone sometimes. Mm-hmm. Then he's all, but he's also sometimes mentioned in the same breath as like an obviously fictional character like Paul Bunyan.
0: Yeah, he's like, a weird. Yeah, like, Daniel Boone and David Crockett are, like, good analogs because they're real people. They're historical Mm -hmm. figures who straddle the tall tale historical Mm -hmm. divide. Yeah. And I think maybe even more so Johnny Appleseed ends up kind of falling a little more into the tall tale world just because he's such a vague figure. and he's kind of difficult to understand partially because we don't have a lot of information about him. We do have some and some like first hand accounts. Okay. But cool. like, it's, it's not because he wasn't the same political and pioneering figure that Crockett and Boone were. Uh, but yeah, so you, you're in elementary school and yeah, you get to, you learn about pan on the head, doesn't mm-hmm. have any shoes. Uh, nope. And then usually the, the things that I kind of forgot was, uh, Vegetarian and the pacifist is usually one oh, of the things. Like, I forgot about that. Like, apparently, there's one story about him killing a snake that bit him, and he felt really sad.
2: I'd forgotten about that. I actually never heard the snake bit. If I did, I
0: forgot about it. Yeah. he becomes almost this kind of like American saint.
1: Yeah, where he's, in a he's sense. Just,
0: which is also a really interesting dichotomy between you have like Daniel Boone and Crockett, who are violent. They are they're They are the the tools of colonization. They are out there fighting the indigenous people. And that's, that's lauded for their manliness. And then you get Johnny Appleseed, who's the same time period, like literally the exact same time period. Right, exactly. And honestly, one of the things that really surprised me was a lot of the myth of Johnny Appleseed isn't super far removed from the reality. Okay. There are some exaggerations and some aspects of him that get vagued. I think maybe intentionally and we'll go Probably. into that as we as we talk more about him but the a lot of stuff like the the saucepan on the head was real that wasn't a full blown saucepan it was a tin hat
2: okay so kind of it kind of like walking around like he's like the tin
0: man from yeah Oz? but it was it was like kind of like a I don't I can I wasn't able to get a good description of if it was pointed or if it was like a fat a flat cap but it was a tin hat and he would use, but he'd use it as a saucepan. He would use it to like, he would wear it as it was a ha- functional hat. It was a hat. But then okay. he would use it to cook things in. Um, <laughs> okay. A lot of the early stories says that, said that he did not wear shoes very often. Okay. I got uh, that did, part right. He would have like a pair of moccasins sometimes for when it was like absolutely necessary. Yeah. But he wouldn't wear, and yeah, they were like all of the firsthand descriptions of him are kind of like, yeah, his clothing is falling off because he just doesn't, have like a strong interest in worldly possessions. Now, some of the some of the things that also kind of get connected to him with like being friend friends of the Native Americans, maybe a little less so. One of the ones that when you're in elementary school, like public school, uh, they kind of brush over this stuff. But when you look up stuff about Johnny Appleseed, kind of outside of that context, you learn that he's very religious and always had a Bible. Oh. However that got left out <laughs> it, it, well it's it's really funny to me now that i know more about him where when people like to, he's like oh yeah he's a uh, a virtuous american christian i'm like oh hold on to your hold on to your pants boys it's gonna get weird
2: <sighs> oh okay yeah yeah they they conveniently left the the bible part out of any of the johnny Appleseed lore that i learned when i was in elementary school
0: Maybe for a good reason beyond just like separation of church and state, <laughs> uh, because people who are like trying to claim him as like some kind of Christian missionary, he mm. is in, a te- in one sense, but in another sense, it's a ho- it is a, ho- we're going to get, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. Okay, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, let's go. And so I am kind of sad. We are recording this uh, remotely.
2: I am also uh, I got, sad.
0: Uh, for special for this uh, episode, uh, this, today's beer in, in my backyard I was hoping to find something that would be very, kind of, of the time period, but i would got mm-hmm. a cider appropriately enough. Uh-huh. I've got uh, Aspall Grand Cru <laughs> Aspal. cider, spelled with a Y. Mm-hmm. It's a uh, oh with a Y, yeah. It's described I... as a rustic medium dry cider with delicious fruits and floral notes. Uh, oh, that sounds. I was delicious. looking for I'm like having a... water. <laughs> I'm, ha- I'm having water. So the Aspall cider it is what i'd call medium dry which i like i, I mm-hmm. used to love ciders and then they got really sweet yeah they did and you i just couldn't do, do them anymore i couldn't do it anymore but this is a nice dry cider dry ciders are starting to come back even like an american cidery mm-hmm. it's like their dry cider is starting to come back every place oh i'm sorry god I, I was i was gonna say which i appreciate because yeah every every cider is just like at basically like apple juice now and i'm
2: just like oh oh my god no i agree uh i can't i can't as now because i i drink exclusively like just beer now basically mm-hmm. like when i'm when i'm trying to have a good time or when i'm trying to have a drink um and going back to a cider like just even just an angry orchard like because that's just like the standard right mm-hmm. um going back to that i'm like i used to dr- Like, it's just like hurts my mouth. I'm like, I used to drink this. Yeah, no, that's
0: really sweet. I I've been the exact same way, but that's what this one's actually. It's got like a little bit of sweetness because it's a cider. Ciders are going to be a little sweeter. Yeah. But honestly, I really enjoy this and. Would probably buy more bottles of it, like if Mm, I was doing especially for like, like summer or fall, like it's Mm -hmm. a good that's why I like ciders as like a I mowed the lawn drink
2: oh yeah i can see that
0: uh yeah. it's kind of like like pilsners are the same way like a pilsner's like an, i just mowed the lawn mm-hmm. uh i want something nice and light and re- refreshing and this falls right in there it's like and I, and honestly like it'd be a good dinner cider too like i would eat that i don't know what i would drink that with it recommends i'm not good at pairing things pair with moroccan tangines sausage and mash and rich pasta dishes
2: that sounds like a, that sounds
0: extremely English. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's, I am very, very pleased with this. Uh, I'm glad. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Apple cider. So let's get into Johnny Appleseed. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm... Real last name. Johnny mm-hmm. Chapman.
2: His name was Johnny Chapman?
0: Yep. He does not sound like a Chapman. It is weird because it's, it's another part of the uh, like that you forget he's real. Yeah. A lot of and a lot of people don't think he's real. Like they thought he was just somebody that was made up.
2: I didn't think he was real for a while. Hell, I didn't think there, were, there was a point in time where I didn't think Christopher Columbus was real.
0: I still don't think he's real. I think he's propaganda. Well, I mean, he's Italian yeah, I mean, propaganda. Italian propaganda uh, us to buy just, more meatballs. Christopher Columbus. He didn't discover shit. That's also the, true. Yeah, he didn't discover shit. Horrible human being. Uh, Immensely horrible. But yeah, so Johnny Appleseed is, is kind of the... He's... Well, kind of like we were just talking about a little bit earlier. He is, like, both in the Daniel Boone, Davy Crockett category, but also ends up in the Paul Bunyan, Pecos Bill category. Yeah. yeah. Extremely. Uh, so, the Chapman family... Goes all the way back to 1638. So not like Mayflower time,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but early uh, family. His uh, John's great, great grandfather. I might be missing a great there. Uh, was <laughs> Edward Chapman. He was a Puritan who came over to the Americas in 1638. Uh, he settled in Ipswich, which is north of Boston. And he was a miller back in England, which mm-hmm. is a skilled profession. That's a that, is, that was considered a skilled trade. Uh, however, in America, he took up farming, which was actually okay. kind of if you were living in England at the time, if you were primarily a farmer, that was very low class. Oh, OK. But in America at this point in time, especially in New England and the like, kind of the, the Boston colony, uh, farming was the gentleman's profession partially because uh, there were two kind of requirements to be considered a free man mm-hmm. and to be part of the, the bigger Puritan church to be able to have voting rights and things like that. One was owning land, was mm-hmm. like, was owning and working land. Yeah. The other was to be deemed a saint by the church officials. I
2: feel like one of those is harder than the other. <laughs> <laughs>
0: The land side seems like it was a little harder. Just the land
2: side I, seems super hard. I bet I could fake being. I bet you could fake being a saint. I bet you could, well, like have a con to be a saint.
0: Well, that was largely a a popularity contest. Yeah, exactly. It was because so the the Puritans were Calvinists. yeah, and they believed in pre uh, it was predestination. They believed that basically it was already decided who's going to go to heaven and who's going to go to hell.
2: That sounds like something right now. Mm-hmm. What? Oh no! Nothing's new. Times a flat no. circle. Times
0: a flat circle. <laughs> <laughs> a saint was somebody who it was who was going to go to heaven. Yeah. Okay. And so it was basically, and and so saints could recognize other saints. Was kind of the, the gist of it. it was <laughs> so the the church elders who have already been determined to be saints. Of course, they they could tell. They would be like, "Oh yeah, you're a saint. Oh no, you're not a saint. You're going to hell. Sorry." Uh, Uh, That also means you
2: can't (laughs) vote. Oh, oopsie daisy! Guess mm, it's out of my Uh, hands. It's in God's hands. Oops, can't do any of that. Absolutely, why? Like,
0: it's kind of and it has kind of stuck in the American like Calvinism stuck in the American mindset.
2: Yeah, not in the exact same sense, like, but in a in a different flavor.
0: Yeah, it's a different flavor now. Yeah, it's like the Puritan mindset has never completely gone away, even if we've lost some of the theology. Oh, yeah. Uh, Yeah, so Edward Chapman was trying very hard to become a free man. Okay. Uh, And so that and that kind of ends up driving a lot of the family dynamic throughout the ages. Uh, was this, especially like the land side of it, because the family keeps having issues getting land. Which, when we co- get to Johnny Chapman, that becomes a factor in the way he acts and the, his kind of life mission. So a little bit of background about this this space, because of course uh, the Puritans weren't the first people there. Uh, this is the this area of the Northeast, what we call New England now, was called the the Agawan region. Uh, which is, I think it's Algonquin word for, it's called fish curing place. Okay. So it was like kind of a literal description of this is what we do when we're here. Uh, It was populated by the, the Sagamore tribe who Mm -hmm. contrary to like some, a lot of what you end up hearing in elementary school. uh, It's like the, Oh, the native Americans were settled. They didn't cultivate land Uh, actually, especially in the East heavily cultivated the forests were super like regulated they had very specific ways about how they would build paths and let trees go uh which is it's australia not uh not america but i always loved the learning about the english going to settle australia and just being like look at this amazing garden world that just grew here magically by god <laughs> when it was like when it was like centuries of cultivation by, exactly. by the Aborigines. Like it's just an absolutely wild thing to me. So just, just the the
2: mindsets of just if, sometimes when I'm when I like sometimes I like to say, ah, oh, the audacity of white people. And I and it's that just has never gone away. Just it just it just comes to different flavors now, but just like show you showing up on a place and you're just like, whoa, look at all this amazing work that God did, and then over is the indigenous people of that area going, no, actually that was us. Nowadays Who's it's just aliens. God that you're talking about. Now they just say it's aliens. Yeah,
0: like, which it's yeah, they're, they're, it's that meme of the just because white people didn't do it doesn't mean exactly. it was aliens. <laughs>
2: Yeah, just because white people couldn't think how to do it doesn't mean it was an alien thing.
0: <laughs> because I'm because I'm a pedantic historian philosopher, uh, <laughs> the they did build Stonehenge. Like we like like yeah, there, there's so that there's that kind of stuff. But at the same time, and, but there are also people who say Stonehenge was aliens. So there, there's obviously a, we don't know. It's
2: like, Oh, whoa. Stonehenge is so mysterious. And yes, it is. But like the reason it's mysterious is because they did a bunch of killing of indigenous and like a, and, and tra- of traditional things. They just wiped the slate clean, pretending it never happened. That's why it's so mysterious. We just don't know because everything was burned. Yeah. And destroyed.
0: When it, it, when it was even like, it was pre Celtic exactly like so So it was way way back there so
2: we like that wasn't written down at all like they yeah there was no written language and then
0: yet yeah the people who actually built it died out and were conquered by the celts exactly and then the romans showed up and just killed everything yeah it's Uh, not
2: like aliens built it it's not like that it's just that we literally don't know what happened because the previous guys didn't write it down and then everybody after that just laid waste to fucking everything (laughs) like. <laughs> I'm gonna
0: take a controversial stance and just say the guy who said it was Merlin was right. Uh, you know what? It's, it was Merlin. That claim.
2: It was Merlin. We don't know if if Johnny Appleseed's real.
0: Merlin's real. Mer, Merlin Merlin might be real. Or at least there there were cool. some there are some historical figures who link up very cleanly with him. Cool. Uh, uh, but yeah, so I'm also gonna say Merlin was Johnny Appleseed. Okay. I'm yeah. Sticking, sticking that right here. I don't have an, ev, any evidence for this, but. Uh, they're also aliens.
2: It's like the doctor. Maybe. Yeah. maybe, he, Yeah, it's like the doctor.
0: William Shakespeare was Merlin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, um, yeah, so contrary to what you might be taught in elementary school, uh, the indigenous population of, of the Americas actually did spend a lot of time cultivating. However, they were very smart about how they would cultivate and how they would do how they would farm uh, so the Sagamore tribe was big on their big things were corn, beans and squash. Mm-hmm. However, they would rotate land like massive plots of land and sometimes leave them fallow for 30 years just because that was a way of keeping everything healthy. Whoa, cool. And they they wouldn't stay in one place. It was usually so there was like the fish curing place, but there's also like the corn growing place would be the name of, of another region. And they would or, and the like or just the, the fishing place or the hunting place. And so mm-hmm. they would move around based on the season to what was most suited for that area. Okay. Um, so it was of course the colonizers, however, who brought the first settled agriculture where you're staying in mm-hmm. one place and basically draining the ground dry. Yeah. Uh, and first world apples, uh, are the first old world apples. So what we kind of, what we would recognize as apples nowadays, there were crab apples and similar species growing in America before then,
1: mm-hmm. but kind of
0: what we recognize as an apple came over with, uh, his name was William Blackston in mm-hmm. Boston. Oh, and I want to know more about this guy because apparently he would ride a bowl through Boston, a bowl, huh. and hand out cool. flowers. What? Wait, what? I want to know more about this guy. I, how did. Okay.
2: I know that the American school system is flawed. Uh, obviously, that this entire episode is just us basically taking it, t- tearing it down, and yeah, we learn about a cool guy with a pot on his head that threw apple seeds everywhere. But like, how did you not? How, why didn't I know until now that there was a dude who rode a fucking bull
0: around and just threw flowers at people? That's still that's fun. I'm I'm ready for my tall tales cinematic universe where we have Johnny Appleseed and William Blackston like team up to fight like Pecos you seen- Bill
2: you seen Tall Tales, but you knew there was a, you know there was a, Disney did a movie about that, right? Oh yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking about. It's time for them to resurrect that property. Yeah, <laughs> just do Tall Tales again. That one was a, that's a fun movie. Just do that again. Like, or, yeah, just do another MCU, but just do it with Tall Tales.
0: That'd be, it's fun. Do it. So Honestly, I, I already know the villain. Who's the villain? I, I know who the villain is. So, okay, okay, so... Uh, another major aspect of kind of the, once you get to learn more about Johnny Appleseed, uh, and you know he's throwing seeds, which is yeah. weird. It's a little uh, weird because a lot of what we apple seeds are very uncontrollable. You don't know what you're okay. going to get. So you could get a Granny Smith Appleseed. plant that in the ground, the tree that grows be nothing like Granny like a Granny Smith. I did not know that. That's interesting. So what they usually do to control What's going to grow is what they they do, what they call grafting, which they take basically a branch from the tree and then from a a hardier tree. So it might not even be the same species, like the same apple type, but it would be like maybe a very hardy tree. They'll take a root from that and they'll graft them together. When you say graft, like
2: like, what do you mean? Like
0: like, uh, for lack of a better term, glue. Or so, like, okay. Oh, be wow. they'll, OK, they'll get them to basically grow into each other and weird. plant that. And it's called, uh, yeah, it's a cultivar and it will grow into the tree. And that's how they maintain uh, apple varieties. Plants are weird. It is very weird. Imagine Plants if people could weird. do that. Oh, my God. Ugh. Like, uh, like uh, I don't know. I don't well, especially then... like you could do that to grow another person.
2: Yeah, I don't like know take how my foot and then graft it on, people. like
0: graft a, a baby onto it. <laughs> 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 and it grows yeah. into a, a new Ian like or something. <laughs> yeah, so seed apples, usually tart, bitter, generally used for cider making.
2: OK, yeah, uh, I love Granny Smith apples.
0: Yeah. And then, so uh, my favorite to get a Granny Smith, you have to do the grafting.
2: Yeah, you got to do the you got to do the gluing of the root to yeah. get the granny smith. It's kind of,
0: That's actually just a very common way of growing, especially fruit nowadays. It's like you've really kind of only like I got a friend so angry at this, but I said you've only had one banana because yeah. all bananas are all genetically <laughs> identical to each other because the way that because you can't plant a banana. No, you, you can't. Even like the, we don't have seed bananas anymore, and so no, they just they, they cut off a part of the banana plant. Plant that, like graft it, mm-hmm. and grow that. So I'm like they're all genetically set; they're all exactly the same. Mm-hmm. And so you've only had one banana. You've had that one yeah. banana multiple times, but it's only ever yeah. been one. It's, I don't even like bananas that much. Well, they they use that's there. There's that whole meme about bananas don't taste like banana candy. They don't they, because they don't. The, the banana candy banana died out. No shit. Uh, because of the same issue that we already we have right now is they were all genetically the same whoa and then there was some kind of blight a bug or fungus or something like that wiped out basically entire like species of that type of banana huh Um, and so the not the new banana that we we have now doesn't taste anything like it
2: so the so the laffy taffy banana Flavor, not the banana that you're gonna, get, not the same banana as the yeah, fruit it, supermarket that is banana.
0: A, that is a the a no Damn. longer commercially viable banana flavor. Damn, that's uh, crazy. Yeah, it's it's weird. I also, yeah. don't have like monocrops that are susceptible to blight and stuff like that. Yeah, Just also a little don't bit do of that. advice.
2: Is that something I can blame capitalism
0: for? Because I'll do it one hundred percent. Okay, cool. Fuck 100%. capitalism for that. Okay, cool. Uh, Yay. <laughs> uh, so. We're moving apple we so we got apple trees in the New World, largely mm. coming from seeds. And okay, a lot so of that ap- is okay. economic. Because okay. it moving so moving uh grafted trees from England to America would they take up a lot of space, they probably won't survive. So it's just mm. easier to plant seeds from apples and kind of start from the beginning. Okay. Uh our, yeah, plant apples from seeds and start from the beginning. Uh And because seed apples are very popular for cider making, that kind of becomes the new drink. The traditional uh, cereal grains that were used to make beer Mm -hmm. weren't growing very well in America. So the the English barley and wheat. Mm -hmm. And this is tying back all the way... Thirty minutes ago, when I said I know the the the, the <laughs> villain of the tall tale cinematic universe. Oh University. yeah, we're
2: here. We're back here now.
0: Uh, so you have this figure in England, this folklore figure, John Barleycorn. Oh my God! And okay. he is. Ba- it is basically the anthropomorph, anthropomorph- anthropomorphis anthropomorphized anthropomorphized. Thank you. Wow. Uh, human of who, who is like the the human version of all of these cereal crops that go into making beer okay and there's actually there's some great songs i'll hunt them down and send them to you uh there's this entire like folk tradition of murder ballads that are about making beer okay and it'll be like the the classic one is like three men came out of the west and they swore a solemn oath that john barleycorn must die oh man hold on and they I'm, just
2: I am listening. I'm going to see if there's any images of John
0: John Barleycorn. John Barleyco- Barleycorn.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: So like they all have like these murder ballads that are just about planting and harvesting barley to make beer. Uh, but wow. yeah, John Barleycorn is going to be. He's kind of like the the folklore antithesis of Johnny Appleseed, and so he's Johnny Appleseed's nemesis in the tall tales. Oh, Cinematic he's his arch enemy.
2: Yeah. See if there's any like of him there is
0: not <laughs> that is disappointing that's super disappointing uh, but yeah I'll, I'll send you some of the songs and I'll link them in the show notes for okay. this episode because there, there are some like they're good murder ballads but then you realize it's just about making beer which makes it even better
2: sounds cool yeah I'm, I'm into the mole I've gotten slowly into what's being called like murder folk country or outlaw country uh it's like goth country yeah like i've i've started getting into
0: that and that is
2: dope
0: yeah i'll send you i have an entire playlist that is just like murder ballads and like like chaos like like it's like country folk murder ballads and stuff like that
2: yeah that's it's like super dark and it's dope i like i like that yeah like my um, country
0: like i like my coffee dark
1: <laughs>
0: that's kind of like the so we've got Apples are in the zeitgeist of America from a very early age, uh, and because the beer cereals don't grow well here yet, uh, especially like mm. in New England, the the land is just not set up for them. Apples grow very very well though, and they're it's the kind of apples that you want to use for cider making. Um, mm. So cider okay. becomes like the drink of choice for uh, John Chapman's family and the people around him. Um, so we go from great great grandpa Chapman, Edward Chapman. Couple of generations down to Nathan, Nathaniel Chapman,
1: Nathaniel who Nathaniel. is the
0: father of Jonathan Chapman. Uh, uh-huh. He moved out of the Ipswich region to uh, Leominster in 1770, hmm. married Elizabeth Simmons, who's the daughter of one of the big families, and they he was able to get some land finally. Oh, well, look at that. On it. But technically, it wasn't his land, it was his wife's family's land. Ah, uh, so, so he still he's still, still not considered a free man. Yeah. Uh, in 1772, they have a daughter named Elizabeth, okay. and then 1774, John was born. Okay. Uh, 1774, so uh, there's this thing called the War of Independence, or the Revolutionary War. Oh, mm-hmm.
2: uh, uh, that thing?
0: Some people might have heard about it. Eh, kind of a small small, small, small beans. Uh, a little small skirmish. So, Dad, Dad Nate, Daddy Nate, mm. leaves his family to go f- fight in the war. He's actually at Bunker Hill, which is one of the first big battles. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And while dad's out fighting, uh, mom dies of tuberculosis. 1776. Ah, shit. Damn. She saw, saw what was coming and she's like, I'm she out. Just, she just was like, I'm out. <laughs> uh, and she she wrote a farewell letter to her husband, basically. She knew she was dying. Oh, oh the romantic, and kind it, of. Uh, I'll post the text of it uh, rather than reciting it all here, but it, it is very pious. Mm-hmm. And while we don't know for certain, because he would have been like two at the time, this piety this piety is kind of a theme in John's life mm-hmm. and might exple- help explain some of his later behavior, even if the context of the piety was a little bit different please
2: tell me does it start does her letter start with my dearest nathaniel i i just it, it's it's the stereotypical thing so i i'm curious if it starts with it You the like like the violin music just my dearest nathaniel
0: well close loving husband
2: my loving husband nathaniel <laughs>
0: But like, listen, like these lines come with my affectionate regards to you, hoping that they will find you in health, though I still continue in a very weak and low condition. I am no better than I was when you left me, but rather worse. And I should be very glad if you could come and see me for I want to see you. It's 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 sad. It it is sad. It is like it is kind of like I won't I won't read the entirety of it. um, Yeah, but it is kind of like a. I hope I get to see you again, but I have a feeling I'm not going to. Oh, man, that's uh, sad. Yeah. And then it kind of closes off with a lot of a. even if I don't get to see you again here, I know through the power of Jesus we'll get to see each other again in, hu- in, in heaven. Uh, oh, so it deep, is this, apples. this deeply pious woman and John Chapman kind of ends up having a very similar energy even mm. though It's gonna go a completely different place. Uh, I'm very excited to get to that. All right, let's go. So finally, uh, Dad returns in 1780 and marries Mm -hmm. uh, Lucy Cooley, another local woman, and they have ten more kids. Damn. Okay, ten more kids. Uh, Never acquires any land.
2: (laughs) But still, still no land. Still no land. (laughs) Okay. In
0: 1792. So at the age of twenty, John leaves home, or uh, not even twenty; he'd be eighteen. Yeah, he's mm. seventy-four. So eight, eighteen years old, John leaves home and he's starting to head southwest. Yes. Possibly bringing his half brother Nathaniel along. We do have some evidence, uh, but this is kind of one of the actually earliest stories about Johnny Appleseed that we get mm. is from a oh I can't find enough that I can't find it right now. But there's a a preacher in Pennsylvania. A couple of decades later, who's talking about Johnny Appleseed. Who's not calling him Johnny Appleseed, uh, but he's already mm. starting to become a bit of a folk hero traveling over the mountains at this point in time and okay. coming into Pennsylvania. So John's trying to travel, trying to just find his fortune. It's post-revolutionary war. There's a push out west. And at this point in time, yeah. the west is Ohio. That's how we tie this yes. in. Johnny Appleseed is a, is a local there legend. There you go. Yeah, there you go. He primarily functioned in Pennsylvania and Ohio, ending up in kind of the Michigan, Indiana territory. But we actually have a lot, like a, there are a lot of orchards here that like will at least claim to tra- to have their, like trace back their way to Johnny Appleseed. Uh, in Urbana, not too far from here, there is actually the Johnny Appleseed Museum. And they have one of the last trees that is like, you can, they can like directly link it. Like it is a direct descendant of a Johnny Appleseed tree.
2: It's cool. It's kind of how, like, it's kind of like how we, we claim that flight. We see, we keep saying it's the birthplace of flight. when they actually, when the Wright brothers were just born here, they actually did not set flight. I I will,
0: I will fight that. I will fight. I will fight the entirety of (laughs) North Carolina. Uh, Part of it is I played a Wright brother (laughs) at a historic park. Uh, they did all of the inventing here. They just went down to North Carolina because they needed wind.
2: Fair. But The, the okay. minute they no Fair. longer
0: needed that wind, they were flying here. There. So, all right, I'll give it to you. And like in a, a very... You played it right brother, not me. Yeah. So we're the birthplace of aviation. North Carolina can be first in flight in the technical sense that that is the first place they flied. Yes. Uh, there I we will go. give them okay. that. There we go. <laughs> I actually, got, actually almost <laughs> got into a fight with a woman at the historic park. <laughs> Because she tried to do that, she's like, "Well, we're the first in flight." I'm like, "Yeah, but they did all the inventing here." Like,
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I would just love to see you as, as a Wright brother, just throw hands with some woman from North Carolina. One hundred percent would. <laughs> like, that would be. Hilarious. I'm coming at you with my mustache
0: and my big wheel bike. That's so. <laughs> I got penny. Farthing. I got paid to ride a penny farthing so cool not paid a lot but i still got paid to ride a penny farthing that was pretty awesome
2: it's still you still know how you have still ridden more penny farthings yeah
0: i kind of want to get one i just need you need a flat terrain it's do not go up or downhill on one of those things (laughs) uh the first time i got to i had to learn how to ride one because they're like guess what two days there's a fourth of july parade we want you to ride the penny farthing and it had just rained a little bit (laughs) no treads on that wheel and i started going down a hill and i was like oh this is how i (laughs) <laughs> yeah, like this is I'm, I'm dying. I was today. able to I was able to get to the bottom of the hill. Got off very clean, relatively cleanly. Uh, the parade watchers applaud. Like I did all that on purpose.
2: <laughs> I, I, I saw the jackass do penny farthing BMX, and it was pretty funny. hilarious. Uh,
0: okay. <laughs> it was pretty really good. So, uh, shortly after Jonathan moves out west and starts kind of traveling around. Uh, His family, his father starts moving the rest of the family to Ohio to settle on some land out there. And he sets up Johnny with an apprenticeship uh, at an with an orchardist named Mr. Mm -hmm. Crawford. So Johnny's starting to get some actual apple training and a a little bit later finishes his apprenticeship and starts his first nursery south of Warren, Pennsylvania. Okay, and this kind of gets us into the kind of the why apples question.
2: Yeah, why did he... Yeah, that's another big question that I have. And
0: so one of the popular Everything. concepts right now is basically alcohol evangelist. Oh, like, yeah, okay. Like, everyone's like, oh, it's because Johnny loved cider and he wanted to get everybody drunk. I did hear a comic go
2: like, did you guys hear that Johnny Appleseed was just some wandering booze nomad?
0: Which, <laughs> and I kind of, <laughs> kind of, in a certain way, yes, because we, because we know seed apples... Only really work work best for cider. You can eat them, but it's probably just not going to be tasty.
2: Uh, do you Do you mind if we pause for a second? Apparently, there is food upstairs that I that I could need to need to grab, and then I'll come right back. to Oh yeah, go ahead.
0: Yeah, I'll be right
2: back, and we put myself on mute.
0: Eric just went off to get some food. I'm here alone. You're alone with me. How does it feel to be stuck with your thoughts? Thoughts about the Animorph series. And how you probably slept on that. You should have read those as a
1: child. You would be awakened. Like me.
0: Take the anamorph pill. Get stuck as a hawk. Fall in love with a lady hawk. But not that movie with Maggie Broderick. I'm talking about an actual female hawk. Fall in love with her. And then watch her die. Because it's what, that's what happens in the anamorphs. Take the Animorph pill.
2: Hey, I am back. Okay, please continue. Uh, how uh, Johnny Appleseed, why apples?
0: So, yeah, a lot of people, it's really popular right now to be like, ah, oh, yeah, the, the booze evangelist. But I think a more realistic interpretation, understanding, which I got from the book Johnny Appleseed and the American Orchard by, uh, the guy whose first name I had—I would have to open the book to remember—William Kerrigan. So that's a uh, Johnny Appleseed in the American Orchard, which gives a lot of. That's I use it a lot for my research for this episode. Uh, pretty good book. Recommend it if you're interested in kind of weird, kind of semi biography. It's not a—it's a biography, but because we don't have a ton of information about. We don't have a lot of details about Johnny Appleseed. It also gives a lot of kind of historical context and focuses a lot on kind of like the world of Johnny Appleseed. There were a couple of different laws getting passed in like Pennsylvania, Ohio, and America in general that you were able to get land for fairly cheap. However, you had to show some kind of improvement to it. And one of the ways that you would have an improvement would be building a small log cabin or planting mm-hmm. trees, having apple trees on your oh. land. Oh, and so, John his game. would plant trees. He'd kind of get ahead of the settle settlers. He would plant trees and then sell the the seedlings to the new settlers, so they would have something to show. We've been making improvements to our land. You can't take it away from us.
2: Oh, okay. So it was kind of a um, a sneaky way of being like, oh, it was a sneaky way of just being like, hey. Gotcha. We're actually doing a thing. You can't
0: take this away from us. Yeah. And it was what it was a money making thing. He actually. okay. Okay. By by all uh, accounts, he was actually fairly wealthy by the end of his life. Weird. Uh, I never. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he just it's not the image we get of him because all the first hand accounts also talk about no shoes, ragged clothing, very humble. But he was making money Mm. doing this. Damn. And so, and then we get into the why seeds thing, which is hmm. very similar to the why seeds during the, during the early colonial period, which was, it was economic. He could just mm. go behind a cider mill and like search through the scraps that they thrown out and take those seeds okay. and then put those in a yeah, sack and then carry them with him. So it was, huh. there was only, he could only make a profit. There was no, like, he, he was only making profits, baby. And so he, <laughs> he makes this, he sets up this nursery in Warren, Pennsylvania. And in the early 1800s, he lashes two canoes together. And this is like something that we're fairly certain actually happened. Lashes two, cano- yeah. two canoes together and starts traveling down the Ohio, uh, Muskegon, and Walhonding rivers. It's a mouthful. Wal-honding. <laughs> Walhonding. 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 Yeah. Uh, and then so most of his adult life spit in Ohio setting up nurseries okay. and selling his apple tree saplings to new settlers. It's still relevant, yeah. people. It's still relevant. Yeah, no, it was a <laughs> lot. He was he was very much an Ohio figure. Um, mm. Until, like, the cool. mid-1820s, uh, he started moving more kind of northwest and ends up in the Richland, Ashland, Wayne, and Knox County areas in Indiana. Now, some of our earliest accounts of Johnny Appleseed come from a particular source. One of the first... Actual accounts, written accounts that we have of Appleseed during his lifetime. 1817. Reverend Mm. John Clowes of St. John's Church in Manchester, England. Okay. John Clowes, He was, he helped found what was called the Manchester Society for the printing, publishing, and circulating of the writings of Emanuel Swedenborg.
2: Okay. Have you... I sense this is going to get sinister. Have
0: you ever, not sinister, just weird. Uh So now we're getting into the religion of Johnny Appleseed.
2: So weird. I never, I didn't wait. That's just something I would never even
0: think about. And well, and this is why whenever like somebody does want to bring up the religious side of Johnny Appleseed being like, look at this, this American Christian. I'm like, wait, read about what he thinks. So, okay. Yeah. No. Okay. Have you ever heard of Emanuel Swedenborg? No, I've never heard of him. Okay, Uh, so he was a Swedish, uh, which, considering his name Swedenborg, appropriate. I would, appropriate, it's a very, it's a Swedish name, Swedenborg. He is the, I'm always kind of jealous of this period where uh, you could have, you could be a theologian, scientist, philosopher, and mystic. Damn. All of those things because you could do, you could be a scientist, like you know how like in in comic books About when you have a when you have a scientist like like uh, the beast is yeah. a scientist. He's a he's got a PhD in everything. Yeah, Any kind of science. That was this time. Period. <laughs> he just has it. like like Emanuel Swedenborg was a scientist of everything. That's cool. Now, what a time. He actually was a very interesting character for multiple reasons. But he actually like anticipated on the science side. He anticipated things like the neurons, cerebral cortex, uh, and other anatomical concepts, which which wouldn't be confirmed till the next, like basically one two centuries down the line. Like he was kind At of, of his time, like, yeah. He kind of understood how kind of like brain neurons worked, and kind of was like anticipating those and talking about how those function. That's
1: pretty cool. However,
2: he also had visions Uh,
0: (laughs) he was really good at brain stuff also he saw a thing in 1744 Swedenborg traveled to the Netherlands around that time he began having strange dreams and wrote them down in a journal Uh, Swedenborg experienced many dreams and visions some greatly pleasurable which was an odd phrase, I thought.
2: <laughs> That's a really Others odd highly disturbing. talk about it. Uh,
0: the process, which <laughs> a, one biographer proposed as cathartic and comparable to the Catholic concept of purgatory, continued for six months. So he's having some wild dreams for six months.
2: He's having some really weird purgatory dreams for six months.
0: Uh, this biographer also proposes that what Swedenborg was recording in his dream journals was a battle between the love of himself and the love of God. I, I love myself, but I also love Jesus. <laughs> I love me, but but Jesus, though,
2: but I love me, but but, but Jesus. Jesus. Like, I'm going to we- put this in my journal.
0: <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> During the same period of time, 1745, age 57, Swedenborg was dining in a private room at a tavern in London. So he's traveled to London at this point in time. Okay. Uh, yeah. By the end of the meal, a darkness fell upon his eyes. And in the, room shifted, in the room shifted character. Suddenly he saw a person at a corner of the room telling him, Do not eat too much. <laughs> Swedenborg scared, hurries home. And later that night, the same man appears in his dreams. The man told Swedenborg that he was the Lord. And that he appointed Swedenborg to reveal the spiritual meaning of the Bible. And that he would guide Swedenborg and what to write. That same night, the spiritual world was open to Emmanuel Swedenborg. <laughs> so,
1: why did he, Jeezy Crisps why himself did God,
0: comes down from heaven and says, hey, maybe not so stop much eating. cheese.
2: <laughs> stop eating! Stop everything you're doing. Stop eating.
0: Well, not stop. Just not so much. You can still have some cheese. You can have a little salami as a treat.
2: You're eating. Too, you're eating too much cheese. <laughs>
0: Uh, so actually, a contemporary philosopher, Immanuel uh, oh Kant... Oh my god. There is one story about Immanuel Kant dying because he ate too much cheese, and that's the story I choose to believe in my heart.
2: I, I also choose to believe that.
0: Immanuel Kant dying from cheese overdose is the world I want to live in. During these revelations that he's getting from uh, Diet Lord, uh, apparently the Last Judgment has begun uh in 1757 and it would be completed by the end of the year and according to one of the books that swedenborg wrote the heavenly doctrine the last judgment took place not in the physical world but in the world of spirits halfway between heaven and hell and this judgment took place because the christian church had lost its charity and faith resulting in a spiritual free will that threatened the equilibrium between heaven and hell and everyone's life so Apocalypse. Okay. N- apocalypse now. Apocalypse happened. You just didn't Happening see it because it was in the now. spirit world.
2: W- that sucks because I, I would actually would would have wanted to see that. Honestly, I would feel a little ripped off.
0: Well, you can if you're a psychic like Swedenborg.
2: Okay. I. Yeah. <laughs>
0: so, oh shit, saw the apocalypse. Swedenborg. And so it, this is also something really interesting to me. So, in addition to anticipating some very big scientific improve, like breakthroughs, uh, century in advance. This Mm -hmm. spirit world aspect of the Swedenborgian philosophy kind of anticipated the spiritualist movement of the 18th or the the 19th century. And so it's a few decades before we get the, I can't remember the name of the sisters in New York who basically set up the spiritualist movement.
2: Oh, uh, I know. I know it's like you're talking about, but their name
0: escapes me right now the stuff that they bring out is very similar to Swedenborg's spiritual, spiritual world, which is like still kind of a physical place that exists. It's not this mm-hmm. weird ethereal realm. Uh, it kind of overlaps with our world, but it's slightly separate.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. Almost like it's... Uh, do the During the big spiritual movement, it was almost... There was a... Directly correct me if I'm wrong, anyone listening, or even you, Ian, if I'm wrong about this, but during that movement, it was kind of like to use a weird term, it was almost like the spirit world was superimposed onto our world. It was just normal. People could not see it. Yeah. You had to have a medium it was like superimposed. Um, and it was, it was a physical
0: place too. Yeah. It was a physical plane. Just kind of like on a, so it was like, spiritualism is really interesting that way where it, it is kind of, because it, it, is. it is both a spiritual philosophy, obviously, but because of the obsession with scientific materialism, that we were experiencing in the nineteenth century, they didn't want to make it this weird, non-existent existence. It was like, oh no, this is a, this is a physical realm. People go there; they have jobs and have houses. Which, yeah, house sounds cool. Job, not so much. I don't want a job when I die.
2: Like when I when I always I've talked about this before on the podcast, but like I want the afterlife to be like Beetlejuice or like Cocoa or Or Book of Life or um, Corpse Bride. I just want that. I just want to be vibing. I don't want to. I just want to be vibing. Maybe singing a song about how a woman became a corpse bride with Danny Elfman. That's yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, when I die, I just just, just want to chill.
0: I do like in uh, Dante's Paradiso, there's one circle of heaven that is just like a polka. It's like eternal polka party, and I'm like, "Oh, Yeah. That sounds that sounds pretty good for a while.
2: Like a Weird Owl time. That sounds like Weird Owl's heaven right there's there. A, that sounds dope. There's
0: a whole tradition of polka masses in the in like uh like Polish Catholic Church. They have they have polka masses. This is where you tell me that uh it, that
2: Weird Owl is just a polka god. Weird like, Al is a polka, polka, polka. Yeah, he's just the polka pope.
0: That's which I'd say, uh, I'd I'd be down. So tying into something that we know about Johnny Appleseed, uh, Emmanuel Swedenborg wrote in one of his books that eating meat uh, is something profane. And so while he wasn't a full, while Swedenborg wasn't a full-blown uh, vegetarian, he'd still eat meat. He still said, this is something mm. wrong. And a major... <laughs> Don't do this! <laughs> uh, a major this aspect of Swedenborgian philosophy was... The things you do in this life setting you up for something in the next life. And that Mm. uh, he was big on correspondence theory. So that everything that happened in this world had a corresponding reaction and consequence in the spirit world. Uh, Interesting. Oh, yeah. He also talked to planets. He talked to planets? Uh, Like... In one book, all. Earth's, in Earths in the Universe, it stated that he conversed with the spirits from Jupiter, Mars, Mercury, Saturn, Venus, oh, okay. and the moon.
2: Because the moon's a planet. Okay, so
0: maybe not so much um, sp- he wasn't talking to Jupiter, but he was talking to ghosts from Jupiter. He's talking to, to space ghosts. Space alien. He's it's alien ghosts. He's talking to aliens. He's, he's talking to aliens. He also Not only did he anticipate spiritualism, he anticipated like the weird... Early like 20th century, uh, everybody's who's talking to aliens are they're, like aliens for were like yeah. almost spiritual beings well into like the 60s. People were channel. they would channel aliens, and yeah, that was all Heaven's Gate was. Yeah. That was all the Heaven's Gate cult was. Uh, there was even a dude who I learned recently who uh, ran for president who was like channeling aliens. I would
2: have probably still voted I, for him. Honestly, over a, a, little, lot over over a lot was of his stuff is pretty people. cool.
0: Like this like his like, platform is uh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> can't be worse than what we currently have. Uh, so from the talking to these space ghosts, coast to coast, <laughs> thank you. He concluded that the planets of the solar system are inhabited, and that uh, and that such an enormous undertaking as the universe could not have been created for just one race or on a planet or one heaven. Uh, derived from its properties per planet. Many heavenly societies were also needed to increase the perfection of the angelic heavens and heaven to fill in deficiencies and gaps in other societies. And so he was saying, there's more than one heaven. Because the universe is so big and complex that it couldn't just be made for humans. Exactly. Which is, is there are people who are anti-UFO on religious grounds. Yeah, there are like heavily, uh, though. In yeah, in this very vein, so. I need to send you one of my new uh, favorite art themes: is a uh, Jesus meeting aliens. I've seen a couple I feel like I've
2: seen a couple of them, like where he's like, where he's like reaching. Where like they're about like they're shaking hands, and it's like the classic Greys.
0: There, yeah, there's one where like the Greys are really tiny, and there's a cross. Yeah, in the yeah, oh, yeah Jesus I think I've there, seen it. Which makes me think that Jesus flew to this I've planet on a cross because it's human Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's human Jesus. And so I'm like, did yeah, he
2: fly there on the cross? He's just like surfing like he's the silver surfer <laughs> on a cross. <laughs>
0: Where's that comic book? I'll read it. And so uh, there's a lot of stories about his psychic abilities, though some are contested. Uh, he apparently like there are stories about him predicting a big fire in he was in London and there was a big fire in the Netherlands that he supposedly reacted to. He was a lifelong bachelor because he would have a, a heaven wife. Uh, <laughs> what, what did it did? Please tell me he described what
2: his heaven wife looked
0: like. Uh, well, he couldn't, but it, it was it was he kind of kind of going back Boy. to this doctrine of cor- correspondences that he had, that everything in this world had a had a corresponding element in the, the spirit world. He yeah, also kind of yeah. leave that with soulmates. He was like, oh, uh, you have a soulmate and you can meet them in the spirit world. But you have to stay a bachelor here.
2: Listen, listen, babe, listen, baby, listen, listen, listen. I, 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 we. It was a fun night. We had a, I had a great night. But like, I can't, I, I can't commit. I have this heaven wife. <laughs> she lives in Canada. Uh, I, <laughs> I, I, I just can't do this commitment. And like, I like you're great. Like. I'm I'm saving myself for heaven. Watch. Also, I know Jesus, Jesus says eat less like, But also, also Jesus says less cheese. <laughs> like, like I this <laughs> this guy is. I'm sad that I'm just learning about this
0: guy now. He is he is a groovy guy. He writes a bunch of different books, kind of about his different revelations. And so, going back, pre-introduction of Swedenborg to. Uh, John Klaus. John Klaus is one of the people who is trying to collect all the writings and publish them so that people can convert to Swedenborgianism. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's no official Swedenborgian church. Like Swedenborg doesn't himself found a church. However, Mm -hmm. there are a couple of what they call the New Church or New Church of Jerusalem. There's a couple of different versions of this that pop up that are based on the teachings of Emmanuel Swedenborg. So we get some uh, members of the new church. Uh, okay. Famous members. Uh, William Blake, who was a poet. Okay. Uh, though he later changed his views, he wrote a uh, lot of like very spiritual, mystical type poetry. He was 18th century British poet. Uh, Robert Frost. Mm-hmm. Really? Uh, yeah, American poet uh, was raised in the new church, but he left later on. Uh, okay. Helen Keller. No fucking was way! Was a Swedenborgian? What? Yeah, Swedenborgian. He was a Swedenborgian. Uh, socialist, also kind of eugenicist. Oh, uh, yeah.
2: So it's it starts cool. Like she started okay, and then socialist. Okay, and then mm, yeah, okay.
0: yeah. Uh, yeah, damn. Lisa Oz. You might know her mm, more I- more about her husband, uh, Doctor Oz. Okay. No. Uh, what? And she like apparently introduced him to Swedenborgianism and some other weird holistic medicine, homeopathic so, kind of stuff. Yeah. So we- that sounds like that
2: sounds like the wife of Doctor Oz. Like even like that just sounds like a person he would marry. Yeah.
0: So not a real doctor. Uh, and then uh, my personal favorite, uh, a a Swedish army officer, uh, Leonard Gillenhall. Is he Jake Gyllenhaal's brother? Ancestor. He's Jake Gyllenhaal's ancestor. Uh, though Jake and Maggie's dad may also be a Swedenborgian or at least raised Swedenborgian.
2: Interesting. Wow. Whole new religion. I had no idea about. I don't want to get down with it. it I can't eat as much cheese. I need to keep eating cheese. I can't get down with it.
0: So going back to the very beginning of this, when we were, I was talking about some of the early writings we have about... Johnny Appleseed. Johnny Appleseed. Yes, we have uh, January 1817. When probably John's out there in Ohio. Boarded up for the winter. Uh, we get this letter going out to members of this Swedenborg society from uh, Reverend John Klaus. Uh, there is in the Western country of the United States, a very extraordinary missionary of the New Jerusalem. A man has appeared who seems to be almost independent of corporal wants and sufferings. He goes barefooted, can sleep anywhere, in house or out of house, and live upon the coarsest and most scanty fare. He has actually thawed the ice with his bare feet. He procures what books he can in the new church, travels into remote settlements, and lends them wherever he can find readers, and sometimes divides a book in two or three parts for more extensive distribution and usefulness. This man, for years past, has been in the employment of bringing into cultivation and numberless places in the wilderness small patches, two or three acres, of ground, and then sowing apple seeds and rearing nurseries. These become valuable as the settlements approximate, and the profits of the whole are intended for the purpose of enabling him to print all the writings of Manuel Swedenborg and distribute them through the western settlements of the United States.
2: Ah, so... That's why they left the whole religion thing out of Johnny Appleseed. They didn't want him to be connected to alien space Jesus. And
0: it is the, so we have no idea when he converted. So Swedenborgianism, there were missionaries, but it was also largely pamphlets. Like, there were just Mm. male pamphlets out everywhere. So there are two Swedenborgian missionaries who show up in Ohio, and they meet Johnny Appleseed. And he's like, fuck yeah, Swedenborg, that's my bro. And they're like, Yeah. how do you know about Swedenborg?
2: Yeah, you know, how's, this, how's this barefooted boo,
0: Apple nomad know about, yeah. know about
2: Swedenborg? And
0: so <laughs> there are some, like, uh, Kerrigan, who wrote the book that I read, thinks that maybe, like, because of the prevalence of Swedenborgian literature, that maybe there was just some, one popped up in one of the trading posts that Chapman... Yeah. yeah. But that is kind of what he's known for for a while. Just being a and
2: like a an ambassador, basically being a Jehovah's Witness, but for Swedenborg. Yeah, and so there,
0: there were apples uh, in Ohio. There's a family tradition in a, a lot of areas where Johnny Appleseed would knock on your door and said, "He's like, <laughs> guess what, motherfuckers? I've got quote uh, good news fresh from heaven."
2: Of course, he would say that. Of and course, there's he would a lot of there's.
0: That a lot of like oral traditions of Johnny Apple because he, he didn't really have much of his own house. He would travel yeah, camp. and then, But because he was a cool dude and people knew him, they'd be like, yeah, come stay in our house. And he would like... Have a lot of fun with the kids and tell them cool stories and like be like yeah here's my my bare feet here's my my tin pan hat <laughs> uh, I almost hung myself on a tree once that's apparently one of the stories about him is that like he got caught in the tree in a tree like the, the fork of a tree and almost died oh my god
2: uh, kids and if you and if you work hard eat your apples and and read and read this other good book
0: you could be just like me when you, you- grow <laughs> up. <laughs> exactly. And the kids would go to bed, and then he'd talk to the parents. He was like, hey, guess what? Heaven wife. Hey, uh, you, you could have a heaven. He goes
2: to the guy separately. He goes, he's like, you know, you could have like a heaven
0: wife. You just have to get rid of you this one. Like, you just got to get rid of this one.
2: He's a heaven listen. wife. What's a heaven wife? this listen, listen, listen. It's a heaven wife. Don't worry about it. You're thinking about it? Don't think about it.
0: There are, there are stories <laughs> about two little kids asking him why he doesn't have a wife. Because – just like Swedenborg, Chapman, Bachelor for the rest Heaven of his wife. life. Uh, and the story says that he's like, because I'm going to get two angel wives.
2: <laughs> hey, one, one will sleep no on the problem.
0: right side, one will sleep on the left side, and I'll sleep in the middle.
2: And if you kids, and if and if you's, you you too can have two angel wives, hell, you can even have three angel wives, you're going to need to get a bigger bed. But you're going to have three
0: angel wives
2: just look at this here pamphlet
0: but, it, but yeah, it's a, <laughs> like that exact story is up for debate but considering what we know about swedenborg some variation of it
1: I could does yeah. percent
0: believe where uh, somebody asked chapman why didn't you why don't you get married and he could just be like yeah i'm gonna meet my soulmate in heaven and i'd rather i just i'm just gonna wait
2: i can. Cons- as much, as, as much shit as I will talk about how the American school system is flawed and we were, there's a lot of things left out and, and a lot of the things they leave out, I, don't I definitely don't agree. I might have not been ready to hear about Heaven Wives <laughs> at the age of five. i <laughs> <laughs> I'm well, yeah, I'm kind of okay with it being left
0: out until now. <laughs> it really did kind of seem like he focused on Adults as far as his missionary work went The children like all accounts Like everybody who talked about him was like yeah They we would be left alone With him he was cool Just the nicest guy a little weird A little quiet but just nice
2: And friendly Uh, Can you imagine if this actually happened today Like some dude knocks on your door And it was a With a pot on his head and just overalls, and he's like, "You hear the? I got some good news from heaven. There's angel wives, (laughs) and you also got a bunch of apples now. Don't eat cheese. Don't eat cheese. But you're gonna have a bunch of apples. I didn't. I didn't consent to having a bunch of apples in my yard, Mister. Fuck you. That's Uh, fuck. Fuck you. You getting them now? And also, uh, look at this book.
0: (laughs) And he like throughout his life like would it was kind of like a central focus. And actually the first, I don't, I couldn't find the actual letter, but the first written instance of him being called Johnny Appleseed was in a Swedenborgian letter was like, it was in a newsletter from the church. Uh, And so this was, it's one of those things that I think we get, we skip over uh, partially because it's weird, but it is just one of those things that it was a huge aspect of his life. And when you learn more about Swedenborgianism, the things that the myths about him, in regards to nonviolence, not eating meat, that kind of stuff, like it all makes a little more sense. It makes sense now because, like, when
2: yeah, especially when you learn about that, because because when you learn about it, like, just in the traditional elementary school way, like, you just you, again you, you see him as a whole hero. Like he was good for the for good sake. Like he was just good because he was good, and that was why he was good. To two wives, one of the two angel wives. And he wanted to also just drink uh,
0: that cider. He wanted that a lot. That serum, pussy.
2: (laughs) You're not gonna get better than mommy milker.
0: Imagine you go to heaven to meet your heaven wife, and it's just one of those wheels with eyes. Fear not, husband. (laughs)
2: Oh, no, it's like the ultra. it's like, be not afraid. And it's like the Omni Angel with like the 17,000 eyes. I, I and you were like,
0: because I am just a head. <sighs> there's gotta, there's gotta be some way to
2: fuck it. Like,
0: <laughs> you just gotta. gather like, enough. well. Try hard yeah. enough.
2: I hard enough. That's, that's what it's all about.
0: Uh, if you love them. But it, but it ends up being like, so some people try to tie the seed thing into religion. Okay. And, his, and so they'll be like, oh yeah, he had religious reasons for, against grafting apple trees. But there really is no evidence for that. It's just some people are like, yeah, he had these weird religious beliefs. What if one of those was grafting? Like, not being being against grafting? I mean, people
2: will throw the religion card to get out of a lot of things. Yeah. But like, I just don't see, I mean, again, I I don't know why you would be Jesus would be against smushing two apple roots
0: together. Yeah. I like, mean, depend, I mean, that isn't that basically the Republican platform. Don't smush your apple roots together. <laughs>
2: Unfortunately.
0: Uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's like the, I think the best, the most logical explanation for seeds is more of a, It. he was being thrifty. He was like, I can get these for free. Yeah.
2: Why he's just and like look I at can, all these trees, and seeds. then I don't
0: have to worry about transporting a tree. Uh, it is kind of weird because they they remove the two of these major contexts, which was the economics and the religion, but then they take the two consequences of the seeds and like the passivism and wed them together in a weird way. Yeah, uh,
2: agreed. Yeah, it's not like I spent. I don't remember. I remember him just being mentioned, like pass- passively, like. Johnny Appleseed's a thing, and then like we moved on. Then the next day, we never really focused on him. It's not like we had a whole week when we focused on Johnny Appleseed. It was like Johnny Appleseed was a thing. Mm-hmm. So was so was Daniel Boone, and then that, and then Paul Bunyan's a legend. And then next was next was Betsy. Next they talked about Betsy Ross. The next day, I yeah,
0: know. yeah. It's it is really interesting. like I, wa- like, I want to learn more about him now. Though there's also, like, just, we don't have a ton of information. But I, w- I would love to see if I could gather some, like, four more firsthand accounts. He's going out there, doing his missionary work, starts steadily moving uh, northwestern Ohio towards, like, Hancock, Putnam, uh, Defiance County. And it, by 1840, he's most active in what was now northeastern Indiana. Uh, though, by the end of his life, he held title through purchase or long-term leases to roughly... Uh, twelve hundred acres of land in Ohio and Indiana. So once again, not poor. Like he lived very humbly, but and I think that, that ties back into the Swedenborgian thing, which is like, I'm gonna I live humbly now because then in my afterlife it's gonna be I'm gonna have a mansion with five angel wives. I'm gonna have boats, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have like a
2: fifteen-story mansion because it's heaven and nothing's too high. Yeah. Nothing's too high up there. And I'm gonna have like 15 beds and 20 cars, cause you know, he, by the time he gets there, going to be he can have heaven cars. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, He's like, I'm gonna invent the car. Yeah, I'm invent the car when I'm in heaven. That's just what happens. Uh, and then 1845, while tending an orchard in Indiana, uh, Johnny Appleseed contracts pneumonia and d- dies at a home of a friend's near Fort Wayne. Uh, just six months shy of his 71st birthday. So he also lived a long ass time.
2: Wow. He did live a long, for the time period? Yeah, like... People must have just thought he was, like,
0: a vampire. Yeah, so, like, the... So age averages get taken down a lot during that period of time because a lot of people don't survive infancy. But still, Mm. 70 years in, like, mid-1800s, pretty... Like, in barefoot? Born before... Born slightly before revolutionary war almost lived to see uh civil war yeah walking
2: barefoot like barely not having like a stable house like a
0: like a roof over his head and yeah, yeah that's impressive so he passes away and he is buried in fort wayne though we don't really know exactly where his grave is there's a uh a whole, there's a, uh, the most likely site is a knoll in Fort Wayne's Johnny Appleseed Park, where a small monument has been erected. So we have suspicions mm. about where his grave is, but nobody's 100% sure where. Oh, okay, uh, yeah, yeah. And then, and he's already, literally, during his life, he's already a legend. There's already stories about Johnny Appleseed being told, uh, and it just kind of explodes from there, and kind of going back to the Daniel Boone, David Crockett, Johnny Appleseed dichotomy, uh, these figures who were alive during his lifetime were really so that I like I thought they're the, the violent colonial native fighting manly men. And they were really popular during the Jacksonian period of expansion. So we have Andrew Jackson as president. He's kicking out the Cherokee and the big popular myths of a, of virtue are Boone Crockett. And that one guy who wrote on the river, I can't remember his name, uh, but he would drink. I can't remember his name either. He would either. drink and he'd ride on the river and Disney made a, a TV show about him. Oh, Huck. Not Huck, Huck Finn. Not, not, not Huck Finn. Um, oh. He was kind of in the same. He was he was an actual like riverboat captain. Captain Mike Fink. Mike Fink. He's, he's also a tall tale guy who I want to yep. know more about because he was basically like, I like to drink and punch people. <laughs> and I'm I, I'm 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 got my boat on the Ohio River.
2: This guy, he, that now that's the life that is
0: that guy got it had it figured out. I like to drink, I like to fight, and I live on my butt. It was said that he could drink a gallon of whiskey and still shoot the tail off a pig at ninety paces.
2: Hell yeah! And that's old whiskey, so it was strong. He could
0: outrun, out hop, out jump, throw down, drag out, and lick any man in the county. I'm choosing to believe he means literally lick. He's like, I will lick you.
2: I'm choosing to believe just full on, just like.
0: Uh, but yeah, so yeah, Mike, so yeah, we got like Mike Fink, Daniel Boone, David Crockett, David Crockett, and they're big during the Jacksonian period. And while there are artists, there are stories of Appleseed at the time period, he becomes really big in the Victorian era. When Weird. the gentleman of you start getting more gentlemanly virtues where it is like, no, a gentleman is calm, quiet, celibate. We don't talk about sex. Mm-hmm. And we, mm-hmm. I guess, apples, maybe. Uh, Throw apple seeds at people, but that's and that's so that's when Appleseed starts becoming more of a a pop culture figure is the Victorian era, and then it kind of just and that that is basically as with a lot of things the Victorian era like sets up a lot of what we experience now, even if we don't directly yeah. realize it. And so that's kind of the stories we get of Johnny Appleseed are from that time period. So that is a lot about Johnny Appleseed and also Emmanuel Swedenborg because part of it was I just wanted a chance to talk about Emmanuel Swedenborg. That's fair. It's it, that's super. That's so fucking weird. Like,
2: it's, it's one of those things where I'm glad we talked about it because I would have never had the goal to like even think about it. And I didn't realize Johnny Appleseed was so fucking weird.
0: Yeah, it is. Like, it's one of those things where I when I like somewhere else I was like I heard like he was a Swedenborgian. I was like, oh, I don't know a ton about Swedenborgianism, but I know it's weird this is my chance. Mm-hmm. I'm going to read about Johnny Appleseed and then read about <laughs> Emanuel Swedenborg. It's currently closed. The Johnny Appleseed Museum in Urbana because they're renovating mm-hmm. their the their premises. But I want to go there when they open and just get as much information mm-hmm. as I can. I, I actually, I wanted to email them during when I was researching this episode, but they like, mm-hmm. e- like even their email side, like they're like, we can't take emails right now. We're too busy. Ah, uh, damn. Uh, yeah, that's, but yeah, once when they open, I want to go down there and learn. Cause it's, he's just fascinating. I want to see what, I can find and it'd be cool to go see one of the streams. definitely it, it it's it's I'm,
2: I'm glad we opened up the fact that, that we can do this on the podcast like even if it's not ooky spooky we can like just do weird mm-hmm. stuff because i have the i'm going to cover I think oh, collectively i think we should cover those dojo wars with count dante mm-hmm. that we talked about like way early on because I I just want to dive heavy into that because that sounds so fucking interesting.
0: Yeah, I I just want yeah because especially when you like Ohio like we've done mostly obviously spooky stuff almost exclusively spooky stuff in Ohio, but I know there's going to be weird Ohio too. There's going to be the stuff that's like this isn't entirely spooky or paranormal, but it's just bizarre and it happened here. Uh, and I want to start uncovering more of that stuff. Uh, yeah. I could even do an episode on, like, uh, Fernald feed plant, which is spooky in a conspiratorial way. Ooh. But, that, yeah, that's the, uh, it is a, it was a re- uranium uh, feed plant in Fernald County, like, not too far from, like, the Indiana border. That was, like, leaking uranium into the air for a very long time. and
2: Oh, fun. Yeah,
0: it, nobody knew about it until some high schoolers discovered it, so... Oh, great. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so there's, there's lots of weird stuff we could get into. Uh, if there's a weird story yes. you would like us to talk about, uh, send us an email, email at hauntedbackyardcasts at gmail.com or reach out to us on Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, Instagram at OHYBpod. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, give us spooky stories that you experienced, that you heard about, that you just think would be interesting to talk about. And thank you for uh, sticking with us after the, the break that we did not expect. Uh, and we're going we're gonna to keep on it. I think Eric froze. Eric is frozen. I'll just wrap up the episode by myself. So, thank you again. Reach out if you have any stories. And stay spooky. Stay nice. Get Animorph-pilled. Bye-bye. <coughs>